Warning, this podcast includes topics like strong language, depression, anxiety, self-harm, and violence. Take this time to decide if this podcast is right for you. Thank you, and let's begin. I, I, I waited so long and like searched so long to find someone that I could like truly be myself with, and when I found Grace, like it's never, I've never doubted for a millisecond. Yeah. Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? I'm Anay Chavero. And I'm Marissa Green. And you're listening to the Hi, How Are You podcast. We're two journalism students who work for The Drag, which is a student-run audio production house at the Moody College of Communication at the University of Texas at Austin. This podcast was created in partnership with the Hi, How Are You project, a nonprofit encouraging conversations about mental health in memory of singer, songwriter, and artist Daniel Johnston. That's why we spent all six days at the 2021 Austin City Limits Music Festival, connecting with artists and performers to talk more about the intersections of music and mental health. So Marissa, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. You know, I feel unstoppable, like nothing can tear me down. So it's just been a really good day. And that actually really reminds me of the amazing interview we had with Surfaces. Definitely. So for those of you who aren't familiar with services and a little bit about their history, they met when they were in college. They both were producing music on SoundCloud. One of them was a student at Baylor at the time, and one of them was a student at A&M at the time. And they kind of met through like their music and A&M guy was like, oh, hey, Baylor guy, I see what you're doing over there. And Baylor guy was like, oh, hey, A&M guy, I see what you're doing over there and let's collab. And I think that was really the start of surfaces of them two producing music together. And they really got popular off of TikTok uh, from their song, Sunday Best. Yeah, everybody knows that song. And it is so, like, Confectious, just like them. Sitting down and talking with them was so interesting because they have this amazing connection on stage. And it literally sits through everywhere else they are. They are best friends in real life. And I think that's why they make such good music. And the conversation was just so uplifting. And I think... That was just a key thing to think about whenever we talk about mental health is that it doesn't always have to be so heavy. And I really wish that would be something we talked about more, how being happy is a feeling. And so therefore it is part of mental health. And sometimes it feels so good to kind of take a break from all the heaviness, which is exactly what we experienced with this episode. Hi, how are you? We're surfaces and we're feeling good. <laughs> like we should. Like you should. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good like I should as well. Okay, so today we're here with Surfaces. I'm super excited to be interviewing you guys. I'm a big fan, so this is like, huh. Anyways, um, ACL, how are you guys feeling about that? Amazing. Really I mean, excited. the weather is like a testament to how awesome this day is already. So like, yeah. yeah. No, your guys' vibes, you guys carry yourself like very mellowy and like just happy. And those vibes are like amazing to be around because you can feel them. So tell me a, bit, a little bit about what it's like to be happy. Are you guys happy all the time, or are there moments where... I mean, no, I mean, I feel like no one's happy all the time, but, like... Happy's kind of a, uh, it's too, like, light of a word. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm it's like I'm not happy, but I'm very thankful all the time. Right. I'm very, like... Grateful. Grateful, and, like, those are cores that I'm, I'm, ne I, I, I'm never not thankful. I'm never yeah, not 100%. grateful, and happiness can come from that, but 
I'm not just like. Yeah. Well, it's also a mindset of just like finding the silver linings and everything. And like, I feel like a lot of people find us to be, like, our music to be redemptive. Like, it's like obviously if you like listen to our lyrics and like, you know, not to be corny, but like on surface level, it's like, oh, happy lyrics. These guys are happy all the time. But it's just like we have been like with each other in a lot of like, you know, not so happy spots and music really gave us this redemption of like figuring out the silver linings and being grateful and thankful like Forrest was saying and bringing that out of us and sharing it with people. Tell me a little bit more about these tough spots that you have been, guys have been through, if that's not too much to ask. Um, yeah, I moved to Seattle uh, after college. I took a job and uh, the job was awesome. Everyone was awesome, but I moved to a new place, a new culture. I didn't know anyone. And so I was there for a whole year and I never made a real friend. Like I had people that I could talk to at a service level, but no one that like really knew me. Um, so after a year of that, like I was super depressed. My uh, it's like letting my house kind of go. Like I wouldn't be doing laundry that much. It's kind of like a mess. And uh, yeah, that's I guess an example of a, a dark time. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to that, especially coming to college. A lot of people aren't very comfortable with like getting out of their comfort zone and talking to others. So I've, I've, is that all your time in Seattle, or was there a point where you actually like? went out of your bubble? Um, I kind of just would escape to music and I would escape to, uh, it, it made me like, I would like talk to God in my head, like God was like my best friend at that time and I would just like be talking in my head all the time and like, I, I would have great days doing that but I couldn't, I couldn't find it externally so I really had to search internally for, for uh, like peace and satisfaction. No, that's beautifully put. I'm glad that you found that through your conversations with God and the music. I'm guessing like music went super well, like working on the music over there. Even to this day, like I'll I'll find myself revisiting music that was made during that season because that was like the real stuff. Mm. Sometimes I'm like, I wish I could go back to that time because I'll never, like I'm married now. I live in a great place. I have so many friends Mm. and like we have so much like progress and it's yeah. just our, our life has kind of blossomed at this point. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like, oh, I wish we could kind of go back to that place just to <laughs> yeah. tap into that creativity because yeah, exactly. it was really special. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And I'm guessing while well, he was in Seattle, you were helping him through, well, living in I Texas. Mean, funny enough, like I was in college at the time when he was taking that job in Seattle and like I was going through like friendship problems, relationship problems. I was feeling disconnected from like friends, family going through like a bad breakup and I remember like going to work flying to Seattle working on music and like there was so many nights where like Forrest would just like take me to like a beach in Seattle and like we just talk around a campfire like just having a heart to heart and he like helped me like so much through all of that like we just talk over like hours and end and like really brought me out of my funk to where like when I flew back to Texas it's like I had a brand new lease on life like we had this music, this beautiful music that we created in his houseboat through all that redemption and all that progress and talking and like just having that friend like aside from music like just really opened my eyes to the silver linings of like what life could be if I just turned it over. I can see that your guys' friendship's like really, really tight. And that's amazing because I feel like when you work on something with someone who you're so close to, it just, it's better. So tell me a little bit about your friendship. How is that? How did you guys even become friends? Cause you're from you're from Baylor and you're from Texas A&M. So. Funny enough, we like became friends off SoundCloud. Cause he was going to Baylor at the time, and uh, we were both doing music at the same time, and we kind of found each other. Cause like, respectively, in our college towns, like no one was really chasing that kind of dream at the time. 
So, like, us finding each other and, like, being only an hour and a half away from each other, or give or take, like, it was amazing. So, like, he just started coming over. We would just jam from, like, a friendship level. We weren't like, yo, let's form a band, or, like, yo, let's make this song, or let's cut this album for, like, a year straight. It was just us chilling, talking, talking about our colleges, just, like, showing each other ideas and not really, like, making something very concise. Yeah. I think uh, one of the most special things is like we're not afraid to be weird in front of yeah, each other. Like, very, like even uh, even my wife won't sing in front of me, but like Colin will sing whatever <laughs> in front of me. Like we're not afraid of like any words, yeah. any yeah. All creativity is invited in those yeah. moments, and uh, yeah, thinking back, I don't even know. Like it, it was probably super awkward at first. Like it's probably, probably really yeah. to like, like to go. How cool can step. I be with this dude? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How, yeah, how yeah. goofy can I Trying to maintain the yeah. cool factor. But no, our, our personalities definitely like go along really well together, and we're definitely yeah. super goofy around each other, especially in like green rooms, before and after shows. I think we're like like last night That's we played in hilarious. Houston, and like before and after the show, like we're just just goofing around. Freestyling like, on some freestyling. Lo-fi beats. Yeah, like <laughs> crazy. But I think that's what makes you guys so well, because I've seen you guys perform and like you can see the chemistry there. And I feel like the before and afters of that really helped that get there. And like you yeah. said, just knowing each other for so long. And we we've like we it's not like, oh, we did everything ourselves. But like yeah, we yeah. really learned like our whole album was just like our production, our writing, just our expression. And it like happened to actually be music yeah. and stuff. So a lot of times on stage, I'll just be looking at Colin like, I can't believe we're yeah, here. Dude. Like, I can't it, believe they like this it music. Never gets, this is it crazy. never gets old. Like, just thankful for it every single day. We were just texting last night about how such an amazing career opportunity just, like, came to us and, like, yeah. how unique of an experience it is to do what you love every single day. Like, literally texting that just last night. So, you guys, since you guys are really close, I'm guessing you guys help each other out when you have struggles, like when he was in Seattle. So how do you guys manage that as well? Do you just communicate really well with each other? That's communication is yeah. huge. You have 100%. to let you gotta let yeah. everything out. If anything left in the dark will grow further and further and just eat you alive. So to add on that, like I feel like we really know when like something's up with someone. Kind of like when you know one of your friends, like you can just tell that they're like hiding behind this the vibes wall. Off a little and like Forrest always knows when I'm hiding behind my wall. And I think I have a pretty good tell of like when he's hiding behind his. And we always know to like, hey, like you need to talk about something like I know something's going on just like open up yeah. and like I feel like we're really good about that and sometimes it's hard to invite that too it really like, is it's so very say, vulnerable say uh say I'm actually off touchdown, touchdown. <laughs> oh. like I could be off and he could be like hey are you okay and I'd be like yeah I'm fine but I'm not okay yeah. so being uh you know honest, honest and like open do you think that like I guess hesitancy to become vulnerable comes from like the fact that you guys are guys, or where does where does that hesitancy I mean, come from? I think that's with anyone, really. I feel like it's it's always, I mean, give or take personality choice, but it, it's hard for people to come out of your show. I mean, like my girlfriend, for instance, like there's sometimes where I have to ask her ten times what's wrong, because you know, like everyone hits you with the I'm fine because like, you know, we like to hide behind our walls sometimes, but like sometimes it just takes like a really gentle ask and a lot of care to be like hey it's okay whatever you're going through like let's talk it out let's it's something i'm always looking to improve on as a friend and as someone in a relationship i feel like it's two things it's either not wanting to take too much energy away from the person Mm -hmm. you're like i don't want to exhaust you with my story and who am i and then the other thing is shame like i feel like shame is like a kids don't have shame i feel like it's a taught thing it's learned to 
to you should you should feel bad about that. Mm. So I feel like those are the two things that would keep me from expressing. So I'm I'm in a constant cycle of like, yeah. okay, it's okay to yeah like don't feel shame like let exactly. it all out yeah. and then uh, you know it's and people are willing to to give up their energy. Yeah, and kids, they whenever they feel anything, they say how they're feeling. You know right. what I mean? They do not care who's around. They don't care who they're telling yeah, to. Yeah, 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 exactly. They're just so, honest and pure. I agree. I think it's like a taught thing, and I think it's a societal thing as you grow up. Like, yeah. if you feel a certain way, it's like not okay to say how you're feeling. Yeah. So you guys are both in relationships. How is that? Being on tour, performing, how do you guys manage that? How do you guys handle that? Well, Grace is actually... Grace has been on tour. Yeah. She's been a trooper. She's been yeah. like sleeping on the bus and stuff. <laughs> yeah, dude. She's been. Is, it's tough, yeah. you know. Um, it's been amazing. Like being in a relationship is is uh, one of the most amazing things of this life. To, exactly. to it's it's so it's so beautiful, but it's also so like there's there's I don't know. You know, there's pros and cons. Oh, like oh, yeah. it's it's well, I mean, uh, with everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But it's it's just beautiful. The, even the even the cons are, are like they elevate you to oh, a higher yeah. place. They're it always cons. builds you to be stronger. Like yeah. you just gotta take your problems and your relationship with anyone and like just kinda like not harp on them but like let them out in the open like you were saying. Like don't hide behind those walls, let it out in the open, talk through them to where like you always know you have like a game plan for like what happens in these situations. Yeah. Something that I've been doing in my relationship a lot. Yeah, your wife's on tour with you, but your girlfriend's my not. Girlfriend. She makes it out to the show she can, but she's still in college, so like, oh, okay, I, sometimes so I gotta like let her be a college kid. Yeah. I don't want to take away that experience from her. I know, but I can imagine how like um, all the hardships you guys go through because I feel like it is a little complicated time-wise. I think because you guys have to do so much shows, so much this, and even interviews like the one you're doing right now. Yeah. So yeah, time management. I feel like it's key. Yeah. Always. Yeah. On the bright side, though, like. We're not working a typical scheduled job, exactly. so we have more time otherwise to. It's spend like freelance. With them. Yeah. Like we can hang out on a noon on a Tuesday exactly. if we want to. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just going back to the relationship. Was there ever times where, because of the music that you guys were doing, things got really hard to a point where you were like, should we call it quits? I don't think no. so. I don't, yeah. I, don't. I I I yeah. waited so long and like searched so long to find someone that I could like truly be myself with, and when I found Grace, like. It's never, I've never doubted for a millisecond that yeah. she was the one. So. That's so sweet. Yeah, so, I mean, same thing like with my girlfriend, like we've been dating seriously for quite a while now and like she knows that like, you know, I treat my job very seriously even though it's like pretty much freelance and we don't have a nine to five, but like she knows that sometimes I'm busy or sometimes I'm exhausted or some, and like we're away from each other a lot on tour, but like she, she's very understanding of that, so. All good on my own. You guys seem like you have it very well together. Like everything in your life kind of works out. <laughs> we're either putting up the greatest front yeah. of all time or like we're actually happy. Yeah, it's either one or the other, but whichever one you guys are doing a great job. But I guess with all this happiness, I feel like there's always like a balance. So how do you guys like work through that happiness almost to kind of like maintain it? Does that make sense? The positives and the negatives can't sway you too much. Yeah. So say if, if like a fan is like, oh my gosh, you're so incredible, like your your music is this, it almost feels you have to you have to like not let it go to your head. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like just keep doing your thing. Because then you'll see people on the internet like saying like not so nice things and it's like, okay, yeah. I can't dive into that world like head first and I can't dive into the, oh, you're like you're perfect. You make great music. Cause like, don't dive yeah. into either. You accept and just the one. You have to accept maintain the Maintain who you are and like what you truly value, and like that happiness will probably continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I like how you guys said that, like, not let it go to your head. You know, neither the good things or the bad things. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like that's why you guys are, work so well together because you guys think the same. Like, I can see you guys in sync. You guys are in an interview and you guys are in sync, which is amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I mean, like, just doing what you love. And I can tell, like, through your music, you can hear that, that you guys are just doing what makes you guys happy. That's that means cool. a lot. It's good to Thank hear, you. yeah. Yeah, really appreciate that's, that. That's, that's all we it's hope for. a beautiful for. compliment. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I could say that. So tell me a little bit about your music. Like, the new music you're releasing, I think your album was Pacifico. Pacifico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Pacifico was unique because, like we were saying before, we used to just get together and mess around and make beats in our rooms. We still do that, but yeah, now we live 100%. in different places and, like, we've kind of figured it out enough to where we can work on our stuff separately. Mm -hmm. But uh, for the, the previous two albums, we had... Uh, made it in different spots our last album we made in a studio so we got to kind of do that whole thing mm -hmm. this one we wanted to go back to just making it in, in a room yeah so we uh, booked an Airbnb for like three weeks or two, two weeks or something two and a half weeks mm -hmm. and uh, went to this one spot with basically a clean slate and we're like let's just make music all day for three weeks yeah and so we sat there looking at this beautiful view over the ocean mm -hmm. and made music yeah. and uh, about That's 90 percent of what's on the album is what we made in those two three weeks yeah no that's amazing and i can imagine how like natural it is i feel like some oh, things just come to you and i feel like that album probably just came to you we, yeah. we pretty much just like wanted to make like that oceanside view like the sonics of the album match what we were feeling what that view is like giving us yeah and that's that's the whole reason of Pacific. No, that's amazing. Thank you so much, guys, for coming and speaking yeah. to me. And I will be definitely listening to all the songs of Pacifico, amazing. just like everyone else. Thank you. Thank you awesome. so much Thank for having you. us. You don't feel so far. And to continue off this infectious joy, let's talk a little bit about our second interview with Bob Stanshop. Yes, so Bob Stanshop. Just shake the booty, right? It's a five-person group who are all named Bob, not really, but they call each other Bob. And the reason why they do it, one, is because they say everybody knows a Bob or a Bob is just such an easy name to remember but also Bob stands for Be Our Best, which is exactly what they're trying to do with their rhythmic dances. Um, they would host these in-person like dance groups. They would call them flash mobs or flash bobs in this case. And as soon as we hit March 2020, those started to move a little bit online, um, but still going strong as ever. If you were to see their social media pages, there they are dancing with like this funky music, trying to encourage people to connect through rhythmic dance, whether you are right next to each other or you're, you know, miles apart. And they make sure to spread that joy. I mean, they spread it when we met them. They said hi to every single person and they wanted to know your name, you know. And it is amazing that artists nowadays and people who host these dance shops really care about others. And I feel like that's so important. And we really got that with them interviewing them. So let's get into the interview. Hi, I'm, my name is Marissa. It's so like glad to have you here. I'm really excited for our conversation. Um, like I said, I'm a UT student. We're doing the Hi, How Are You podcast. So really just talking about music and mental health and like where is the intersection in between that? So I'd really like to hear how y'all are doing today. So hi, how are you? Uh, hi, nice to meet you, Marissa. I'm Jake and I'm feeling really good today. It's a beautiful day out. It's nice to be here with you. My name is Lucas Hive, Buzz the Bee. 
and I'm sweating this leather is fashion, but I'm feeling like a chicken. What? <laughs> My name is Coco, C-O, C-O, and I'm feeling enthusiastic about today. And my name is Cameron with a K. I am feeling ready, ready to pop that booty, ready to be, to do what needs to be done. And we are Bob's Dance Shop. Yes, oh my gosh. Okay, so I really, I feel like we have to talk, like go back to the beginning. So like when was, tell me about the moment where y'all were like, we need to get together and like this needs to be a thing. Well, uh, it was like, initially it just started with me and right before COVID hit, well, we went into lockdown and the three of us were living in the, under the same roof. So we were quarantined together. And I was teaching pop-up dance classes under Bob's Dance Shop and I could no longer do that. So I had to do a live, Instagram live. And I asked these two, I said, hey, do y'all want to be in the dance, like back, background crew? Yes. And they're like, yeah, yeah sure, sure, sure. And so we did it one Sunday and then it just became a theme. Every Sunday we started slowly growing an audience. It's just like a, a cult following of, you know, friends and family from different places. And we would do dance videos in between. His mom um, always tuning in with a glass of wine. Yeah. Brand yeah. yeah, yeah. So we would have a consistent every Sunday we would teach a new choreography. It was a one hour dance shop. And free, yeah. We do a video first too with a choreography and then we teach like the chorus of the choreography on that Sunday. So it was that cycle of like, create a video and then teach what we show. Yep. And then Cameron uh, came in kind of in September, like mid midway through lockdown, because he was in a different house and we had combined germ circles, his house and our house. You know, yep. we were expanding. <laughs> and so we brought Cameron on. And then that's when we did our first like live event. We went to the farmer's market and we just like, Soul Train, did runways, dance parties, put on a flash mob, Great and just vibes. like, yeah, brought the energy. And ever since then, we've just been slowly growing, creating more creative content, because we are artists uh, who influence. Um, but the influence part came later as we gained a lot more traction on what we were creating, because really we're all about just spreading joy and creating a paradise for self-expression. Um, and that kind of ties into the mental health aspect, so. Exactly, exactly. So, wow, you guys kind of just like started during the pandemic and then you're at that farmer's market. So tell me like what that was like, kind of just, you know, being in your own like closed space and all of a sudden you're around all these people and like, you know, they know about you and they might be seeing you like in person for the first time. So like, tell me what was going through y'all's minds. Well, we were pretty fresh. Like we, we were pretty, like when I say fresh, like we had uh, maybe 3000 followers and we were just tiptoeing into that live event space and uh, we connected to a speaker, had a set list and just kind of like brought the energy up and because people weren't used to that kind of a live experience, it just was like, it took it from level two to level 10. And for us, it was just like the first time we had experimented um, in a live setting, all four of us together. Uh, and that was exactly a year ago. So we've come a long way. Now we're at a music festival in Austin, so. With the COVID stuff, it was like just a discovery. It was like, you know, adjusting with like social distancing still to a degree, but also like making a safe space to invite people and get people involved because that's essentially what we do, you know, have a conga line, like a social distance conga line um, all the way up and down the farmer's market. So it's the way we worked it out. It was a discovery. You, you have to work it out with the pandemic and in Texas here, we had a winter storm. 
during a pandemic. So like, it was just like really hit, like 2020 was just, in 2021 was really just coming after us. So I kind of want to talk a little bit more about that because, you know, the whole vibe is like trying to raise the vibe, you know, even though like everyone's going through like a really tough time, like, hey, let's just do a conga line and let's just dance. But trying to be upbeat all the time, especially for the work that you do must be exhausting. Like, how do y'all stay, you know, what makes it worth it doing it every single, you know, every Sunday, like you said? We definitely don't stop. We are always doing something. Like, um, I have been responsible for the editing once we started, and since now we have other people working with us, but we always have like a project because um, it's what keeps us doing what we love. And people interact with us and they text us from all around the world with beautiful texts like, Oh, I'm, I'm taking care better of, about myself. I'm feeling more happy watching your videos. People like inspired us just like with the text. And that's how we're like getting more inspired to like do more and more and bringing the community together. So that's, that's it. There's, there's also an exchange of um, energy. Like we don't do things simply for transaction or to get paid. It's always driven by enthusiasm and by passion and what's something that excites us. So when we choose to say yes to something, we show up and we give it our, we, our slogan, Bob, is be our best. So wherever we show up, we show up our best. We give our all. There's always a mutual exchange. Um, when there's a crowd or there's a, a, an audience watching our videos, there's like, I don't know, it's like this cyclical exchange of love, right? Where we're putting out this energy, but it's not like we're being depleted of it. You know, there's something that's coming back that's saying, okay, keep going rejuvenating um, and that keeps us growing constantly so what do we do is like something more bigger than us you know it's like a, something that we will figure out like we're doing and feeling uh, aligned with the mental health side of the conversation is that like and with self-expression is that like self-expression looks like a lot of different things and a lot of times when we don't say how we feel we get tired and it weighs us down and we start to get gloomy. We're really committed to hearing each other through everything and so we will like stop and talk through a conversation. And the, the breakthrough after that like little moments of friction and honesty uh, create energy. You're, we feel awake after and ready to go and do more. And I think that's what really keeps us afloat is having that relationship and that trust with each other, which we shared as a house with the three of us, plus Saran and Sergio, shout out to them, our, our roommate, there was five of us. And it was just a lot of coming together, talking about what we were dealing with personally and in relation to each other. And that always just brings so much light and free energy to the space. Yeah, it really does. So how, I know, like you said, mental health and taking care of your mental health looks so different for so many of y'all. So what does that look like for each of you? Not only just taking care of your own mental health, but supporting each other throughout this being artists yeah, and creatives. I would, I would say it would like it has to do with just like taking the time that you need, but also still being able to do the things that you need to do and be able to have like open conversation with like, this is what I need, this is where I'm at, so that people can understand where you're at rather than just kind of assuming people to understand what you're not communicating so I would say like communication is like a huge part of that and just having the just like the courage to communicate that even though it's hard a lot of times to do that but um, 
a lot of times for me personally, like I've always felt so much better after communicating that, even if it was a tough conversation or a tough, even if it didn't go the way I wanted it to. What does taking care of your mental health look like for the rest of y'all? So, uh, for me, I, I am like the creative director for the team. So, in addition to the dancing, there's the styling and there's the production side of it. There's the business side of it because Bob's Dance Shop is a business. Um, and so, for me, it has been very taxing um, just because it's a startup. It's essentially like we created something out of thin air and now there's traction for it. Now there's desire for, there's value in what we have to give. And, I'm, and I've never seen it as something transactional, but I, as a business, I have to figure out a way to survive and also like not only pay my bills, but get sustainable income for us to be able to live off of what we're doing because this is what we're passionate about. It's what we're really good at. So the taxing element on my mental health is that um, I don't get as much quality sleep as I need and I don't eat uh, when I should or as healthy as I need to. Like I. I will sacrifice eating a healthy meal for the sake of convenience in order to get something done on time or to, and oftentimes that's that's an old habit that I'm trying to unlearn, but also being patient and forgiving on myself and knowing like we're slowly growing our team where I can delegate these responsibilities, these roles so that I can take better care of myself. But what happens now, um, personal space, because what we do is so social, so active, I make it like, priority for me to go camping or to go travel like I just went to Canada and had a solo birthday trip because I need that solo time that time to rejuvenate to be quiet to be still in order to balance the go 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 create 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 love 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 like for me to balance all that I need just a dose of nature of quiet me time and they respect that they trust that and we all kind of have those moments for ourselves well when he comes back from these trips it's like go time like magic happened I've seen some beautiful things come from Coco after those trips my text for me as well as like the things I, I really work hard too so I like when I'm editing I, I rather like finish the editing and then I'm going to eat so I'm like doing my time when I'm choreographing or dancing I'm putting all my energy on it because I'm Virgo so I'm very dedicated and like the time that I take for like I learned like with Coco like I started to do meditation was something that help me to find like a little bit uh, like a piece for myself and of the knowledge the things that I have been accomplished like um, what, what we are doing and we're receiving for that and like we're receiving not just money but love and respect so uh, being grateful for what we have been doing and doing meditation and yeah being together with our friends and dancing is kind of like a meditation in itself in a way because like you're getting in the zone with your body you know it's like the nervous system you're being able to shake it out I know when I feel super anxious all I need to do is like turn up some music and just like dance even though I look ridiculous I don't care you know like I'm having a good time so tell me about like I want to hear from you like why is moving your body getting connected with who you are why is the physical part so connected with the mental part of your mental health I would like to say like uh, law of the universe is movement activates movement um, and when you are dancing, dancing to us, is, it is a skill set, but for us and what we do for Bob's Dance Shop, it's more of a language. It's a universal language. When you go to a foreign country, you don't know the native tongue, you can communicate with them without ever saying anything. And that's in our body language. And that's kind of what we do is like, we connect your mind into your body so that there's this synchronicity happening where you're present. 
And when you're dancing and you're conscious of that, you're truly in the, in the moment. Um, be our best, be in the moment. Ours are community and best is how we show up. So, you know, going on this idea of movement, you know, we're creating movement around the world. We're teaching dance moves that are accessible, that are learnable to non-dancers. Perhaps people who have shied away from dancing because they may think they're not skilled enough. We say, you don't need a skill to be able to do these dance moves. You just need courage, right? And when you can just accept and forgive where you are with your body, where you are with your mind, where you are with your life, your emotions, and just be in that moment, that is the true liberation of the, the prison cells that we keep, our, we keep ourselves trapped in. And we do say, we're all in the closet. We're, it doesn't have to do with sexuality. We are all about collapsing the closet, melting the ice, so that all people can just feel safe to express themselves in that space. Funneling off of the, the closet conversation was that like, yeah, when we all have a relationship to the closet, specifically with our queerness, and during those, that like really stiff and like anxious time, for me personally, dancing was the only space where I could just like be whatever, and I like totally dove into that. I never even wanted to make it professional never took professional classes because I was just so protective of the space that dancing provided me. Um, and that involved like solo dance parties, like you said, you know. I've definitely like broken a light bulb before on a fan, you know. Dancing to, I want to dance with somebody, Whitney Houston, yeah, that's, that's the good one. Uh, but solo dance par parties have been like really healing to me and uh, just to honor like that that little child inside of yourself that just wants to like play and I can say now like doing this with Bob's and like letting those uh, being able to connect with other people has let that like protective side down and it's really dissipated to where I can just be more full in so many other ways besides dance and so dancing was like the hub to uh, so much freedom yeah so you know, what are y'all looking forward to, you know, in like the next coming years? You know, here you are at ACL, like tell me what's next. And, you know, like you said, that's this is not like a transactional thing. This is a connection with y'all and the people. So what are you looking forward to with that? Taking this to the world, traveling. I would say just like encouraging people to be who they are and like showing that through like personal growth and like growth as like individuals, just yeah. like we're growing and everyone's growing every day. We're all changing. And so just to like be your best and, and keep going and just know that your present is not your future and you will make it through. I think I needed that insight, so thank you. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, that concludes all my questions. I want to thank you all so much for your time. This is a really great conversation. Um, I really love to connect with you all in the future and see how we can keep expressing ourselves through dance, getting our friends and our family dancing. I think that's so important as well. So thank you again so much. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks. Much love. I'm so excited. Yes. Thank you all so much. All right. <laughs> Your picture is still on my wall. After talking with Bob Stanshop, I really wanted to know if there was a true connection between the mind and the body when it comes to mental health. Do y'all remember Dr. Krishna and Dr. Hill from the last episode? 
where you'll hear them again as Ani and I chat with them more about this concept. Speaking about fun, we got to talk to this really fun group um, called Bob's Dance Shop, and they are a group focused on music and choreography and just kind of like building that relationship like with their mental health and just overall feeling good. Um, so what is that relationship between our physical health and our mental health? Yeah, so I think that one of the main tenets of cognitive behavioral therapy, which is the main modality we use to treat depression and anxiety, is teaching you that you need to separate cognitive from behavioral. And so in cognitive, you're just stuck in your head. You're thinking all the time. And that's the work part that we keep talking about. We're just always thinking and we're not getting to do as much. And so adding the behavioral piece, which is physical activity, exercise, movement, being outdoors, ideally having just fun through that gets you out of your head. And so it's a really good balance when people get stuck. And so I think scheduling fun is nowadays necessary. If we decide we can schedule all the other things in our life, we should schedule in things that take care of ourselves as well, including exercise, time for cooking, time with friends and family. Uh, in in the Western world, we tend to have this, um, what, we, what we call the Cartesian split from Descartes, I think, therefore I am. So this idea that uh, that our minds are somehow divorced from our bodies, but that's not the case. The brain is an organ in the body, just like your heart or your lungs. Um, the main difference is that mind is what brain does. I really like that. Um, I don't think I've even even really considered it that way. Yeah, no, me either. It's kind of interesting because sometimes I feel like when we dance, we sort of release, like, I think it's serotonin, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, it just, it makes you feel good. Yeah, we, we get into a flow state where uh, you get divorced from all the weird thoughts that are just preoccupying your mind and you're just fully embodied. Um, it's, it's wonderful. I, I do that at the gym. I lift heavy things. <laughs> it's listen to cool music and it's the most peaceful time of my day because I'm just in the moment. Yeah, no, for sure. I can definitely relate to that. And to kind of add on on our Surfaces episode, um, why do you think talking about mental health is so important in romantic and platonic relationships? Well, if you don't talk about things, how are you going to know what your partner is going through or your friend? I mean, if they're agitated, um, people tend to project things into that space where they're not sure what's going on. They, the people generally assume it's something bad about them. <laughs> So you don't want to put your friends through that. Um, it actually shows some vulnerability and strength to share what you're going through. I mean, as long as there's appropriate trust, right? Um, also, by sharing something like that, that increases intimacy. And who doesn't want more intimacy with their partners? Also, even spaces that we spend a lot of our time on, such as professional spaces, how do we talk about you know, our emotions? How do we talk about our mental health there? Sure, that's a, a little bit more difficult because of professional boundaries, right? Um, coworkers aren't necessarily your friends. They're just other humans you're sharing space with while you're both earning paychecks. Um, and, of course, it can be widely different uh, work environments. Typically, if you're wrestling with some mental health issues that may negatively impact your, your work, it's good to talk to a supervisor rather than gossiping with your coworkers who may actually use that against you. It's none of their business what you're wrestling with. That's protected medical information. So uh, speaking with um, a supervisor and letting them know what you're wrestling with, seeing um, 
how the company can work with you based on what what you're dealing with. It, it's important. Um, a, a good supervisor will be able to run some interference with you if necessary or give you some leeway in your work um, while you're resolving whatever issues you're, you're dealing with. Wow. So maybe the bobs are really onto something with that idea that movement can benefit our mental health. Thank you so much to Surfaces for opening up and being honest with your audience about your relationships. And thank you to Bob Stanshop. This has been episode two of the Hi, How Are You podcast with Surfaces and Bob Stanshop. For all my country folks, stick around for episode three, where Ani interviews Charlie Crockett. But for now, we hope you're feeling good. Like, like you should. You'll find out just who was your friend. The Hi, How Are You podcast is produced and hosted by me, Marissa Green, and Ani Chavero. Marin Bennett is the lead producer and editor. This podcast is presented by The Drag, a student-run audio production house at the University of Texas at Austin's Moody College of Communication. This podcast was created in partnership with The Hi, How Are You Project, a mental health nonprofit in Austin, Texas. Katie Penchik-Alka, Robert Quigley, and Raul Hernandez are the executive producers. And we couldn't have done this without our friends at the Hi, How Are You Project. Tom Gimble and Courtney Blanton are the co-founders and co-executive directors. David LaBelle is the director of operations and events. Adam Cicero is the operations manager. Olivia Ramsey is the community and social media manager. The associate producers of this podcast are Tamara Rodriguez, Cesar Perez, Caitlin Sad, Colin Spalton, and Jessica Mick. Christian McDonald is a drag's technical director. Lauren Castro is a drag's marketing and communications producer. Special thanks to David Schneider and Bevo Productions, the Texas Psychological Association, Dr. David Hill, and Dr. Sonia Krishna. A huge thank you to Leslie Schrock for all of her support and guidance. We also want to thank Jay Bernhardt, Kathleen McElroy, Rachel Davis Mercy, Allison Dawson, Kathleen Mabley, Ann Jorgensen, and Jay Whitman of the Moody College of Communication. And special thanks to Robert Vilwalk and Ann Sellers. The Hi How Are You Project would like to recognize their annual hero sponsor, American Campus Communities, Carol Myers, and the American Psychological Association, along with donors like you. So please consider supporting their work by visiting hihowareyou.org donate. Every dollar goes directly towards producing media, events, and thoughtful resources that encourage open conversations around mental health. Thank you.